What is going on, CrossFitters? This is Justin Romare, your host of CBG Radio. Here at Consistency Breeds Growth, we help CrossFitters perform, look, and feel more confident in their own skin without tracking macros. We have a special offer just for you. We can guarantee that you start to look and feel like a CrossFitter in four short weeks or your money back. Ditch the fad diets, quit tracking every gram of food, and let us help you get the results that you deserve without tracking macros. Enjoy the podcast. Science. Okay, what's up, CrossFitters? Coach Justin here, the WAD nutritionist. Here at CBG, we help CrossFitters lose body fat, build muscle, and crush their wads without tracking macros, right? Today's topic is all around your menstrual cycle. So this is primarily for the females out there that have struggled with understanding why their body goes through different changes and then what they can do with their nutrition, pre-workout, post-workout, day-to-day during the different phases of their cycle right? Especially when it comes to improving performance and making sure you feel good at the gym is going to allow for you to build the muscle that you want, feel confident in your body, lose body fat. And I'm going to tell you exactly how to do it today without tracking macros, right? So to start, I want to go through the different phases. I want to go through how eating for your cycle can drastically change things and improve things. And then is this even for you, right? Because this data And some of the things that I'm going to go through in this podcast is very, it's very specific, right? And so if you're not doing the basics already, probably doesn't make a lot of sense for you to follow some of the advice I'm providing. Maybe you just need to go from hitting two days a week at the gym to three or three to four, right? And being consistent there, right? Me telling you the exact amounts and some timing stuff and all these things based on your your luteal phase or follicular phase is likely just going to complicate things more for you and is going to make you less consistent than you already are. So keep that in mind when you're listening to this podcast, but maybe you get you gain some nuggets and some actionable tips that you can actually utilize in real life that's going to help you improve towards your goals, right? So eating based on your menstrual cycle can help female CrossFit athletes optimize their performance and overall well-being, right? When it comes to health, when it comes to losing body fat, building muscle, and obviously directly correlated to our confidence and how we live our life, right? The menstrual cycle has really two main phases. It has the follicular phase and it has the luteal phase, right? And so I want to go through a little bit more detail, right, in this sort of podcast about how you can, as a female, change your eating throughout the different phases of your menstrual cycle, right? So guys, also, we are providing a free nutrition guide around how to eat around your menstrual cycle, female crossfitters only. And if you want access to it, go to my Instagram, go to my personal Facebook group, wherever you can find me. You can also directly just send uh, a message onto the the website on our contact page. And I'm sending, I'm giving out 100 free copies of our cycle guide right? So how to eat around your menstrual cycle. We got all of this compacted into a guide and a bit more information and I'm giving away a hundred free copies. And so if you want a free copy, I think 25 copies have already been, we just re- released it yesterday, 25 or 26 copies are already gone. So we have copies left. And if you want it for free, just DM me the word cycle and I can get it to you, right? So let's talk about the follicular phase. The follicular phase is the first one to 14 days, right? During this phase, right, estrogen levels increase, 
leads to improved insulin sensitivity. I'll get to a little bit about what that means, right? And carbohydrate utilization, right? Meaning you're better at processing, absorbing, and utilizing carbohydrates. This makes it an ideal time to focus on fueling your workouts and supporting performance. Okay. So let me go through a little bit of the details as to during this phase, what you can be doing to optimize, right? First, it's around the calories and the macronutrients, right? So, oh, my calories and macronutrients way different on one phase versus the other in this. Not really, right? Because your goals should still be the same. If you're on a calorie deficit and you want to lose body fat, you still got to be at a calorie deficit. If you want to be at maintenance or if you want to be at a calorie surplus because you want to build muscle, then you want to continue to stay at a calorie surplus, right? So you're going to want to stick to your regular caloric intake and macronutrient distribution, protein, carbohydrates, and fats, right? However, since you may have better carb tolerance during this phase, you may want to consider slightly increasing your carbohydrate intake, especially around workout sessions. And we'll get to a little bit more about how we're going to do that in a minute, right? So emphasize complex carbohydrates, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, right? That no change there. Avoid processed foods still. Doesn't matter if you're a man or woman or anybody, you still got to avoid processed foods as much as possible. Incorporate them in moderation, right? Um, the next is really around, okay, what is the nutrient timing really look like since we're going to incorporate a little bit more carbohydrates. And I would recommend maybe incorporating around, I would say somewhere between 20% more carbohydrates during this time frame, 15 to 20% more carbohydrates. If you feel you're utilizing carbohydrates well, and you want to see an uptick in performance, right? Now, pre-workout nutrition would mean you can incorporate the, the carbohydrates there, right? This would be an ideal time since our workout's coming up and also your post-workout nutrition, right? And so in your pre-workout, you're going to want to consume a balanced meal containing carbohydrates and protein two to three hours before your CrossFit workout session uh, or, your, or your WOD to fuel your training session adequately, right? And so that basically means that before that workout, you're going to take, let's say you're increasing your carbohydrate amount by 15%, you'll take seven and a half percent of those carbs and eat them right before the workout right? Two to three hours before, right? So this is what your pre-workout nutrition can look like. It's a very easy change. And then in your post-workout nutrition, you can do the exact same thing. Take that other seven and a half percent and put more carbohydrates there. That's seven and a half percent. So after your workout, have a protein rich meal and snack. A lot of that for us is our protein shake. Okay. And then add some carbohydrates to this, right? 30 minutes right after to support muscle recovery and replenish glycogen, which is basically carbohydrates stored in the muscle, right? You're more susceptible and able to kind of make those changes, right? And so that's something that I would focus on, right? Now, after the follicular phase, which is the first one to 14 days, we have the luteal phase, all right. This is done, done, done. Right. This is uh look, I don't have any experience with this. I'm just saying <laughs> with the clients we work with, the luteal phase is maybe requires a little bit more attention. Right. So I'm going to go through what you can do to kind of change things up on the nutrition side. Right. So in the luteal phase, that's the 15 to 28 day period. Okay. And in this phase, progesterone increases. All right. This leads to a higher metabolic rate and potential water retention. <gasps> Who would have thought of it? right? This is maybe why some of you ladies see an increase in the scale during this time frame. All right. Your metabolic rate increases, progesterone increases, all cause water retention, right? So some women 
also may experience increased cravings and hunger during this phase, right? So this may lead you to be more inconsistent with your diet, which could lead to weight gain, right? So you have to be conscious of this during this time, right? It's not that, hey, I'm in my luteal phase. I just gained body fat. No. If you gain body fat during your luteal phase, it's because you overate because your cravings are higher. So what can we do to combat this, right? So with the calories and macronutrients, same deal. We're going to stick to our main regular caloric intake. Be mindful of your hunger cues, right? Some women may naturally feel hungrier during this phase. So listen to your body's signals and adjust the day accordingly, right? You may need to add in a little bit more carbohydrates to avoid that hunger. It may be a time for you to definitely focus on eating enough meals throughout the day. If you're not eating enough meals throughout the day, you're skipping meals. Your cravings multiply even more, which we want to avoid, right? And so make sure that you're eating enough throughout the day and you're listening to your hunger cues, right? Also, focus on nutrient-dense foods, right, that provide essential vitamins and minerals and make us feel satiated. So include plenty of leafy green vegetables, colorful vegetables, high-quality protein sources to support your body's needs and your body's cravings. Hack here, protein is the most satiating macronutrient, meaning it digests and absorbs very slowly as well as does with fat. And for the, the calorie amount that it has, it's a very, very good opportunity to manage those cravings better during your luteal phase. Additionally, you can also incorporate uh, foods at the higher end of the satiating index. So for you guys that don't know what satiation means, it means that you feel more full, which can help, of course, manage cravings. And so they have something out there called the satiating index. The satiating index is a rank of foods from the top to the bottom that have the most satiating foods all the way down to the least. You can imagine like a very low satiating food would be like jelly, right? Like it's not satiating. You can just eat it all day. It doesn't really take up a lot of volume in the stomach versus foods at the top that have high amounts of fiber and per calorie, it's a lot of food, right? And so the very top of the list is actually white potatoes. White potatoes are very filling. That's why you eat mashed potatoes and you're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm really, really full. It's because it's at the top of the satiating index. And so it would be good for you to incorporate foods, nutrient-dense foods like this during your luteal phase to manage those cravings, right? And so if you experience cravings during this phase, opt for healthier alternatives, right, to satisfy those cravings so that you can see the benefits, right? And maybe you go for something like fruits and nut butter and maybe some dark chocolate that can kind of... Get, get, get you through those cravings, you know, rather than like processed sweets, like gummy worms and things like that, right? Uh, your post-workout nutrition is also important in the follicular phase. Consume protein rich and also include those carbohydrates again, right? You just want to be conscious of your actual hunger cues. This is the most important thing, right? Um, so that's how the two different phases are broken down. I want to go into some additional tips with you guys to give you maybe a better understanding of what you can be doing more specifically with your calorie intake, right? So establishing your calorie intake really has everything to do with your total daily energy expenditure or TDEE. Okay. It's just big fancy words for how many, basically how many calories you burn, right? And your basal metabolic rate, which is how many calories you burn at rest, right? So for fat loss, for some of you ladies that want fat loss, you have to be at a calorie deficit, okay? And what I recommend is you take your total body weight currently and you multiply by 14. This is an equation we use for all of our female CrossFitters out there, and it gives us a base level of calories that you need, okay? It gives us a base level of calories that you need, and this will be your starting point. Now, 
once you've done this for two to three weeks and you quit losing weight or you're not losing weight at all or any body fat through pictures also, don't just look at the scale, go ahead and drop to your body weight times 13. Okay. That's going to put you at something called a calorie deficit, which is going to allow you to start hopefully losing weight. Very simple formula. You can keep utilizing and you can go down the list. You can go times 12, your body weight, times 11, times 10. Make sure you never go below 1500 calories per day. It's unsafe. Okay. Especially for women. So don't do this. Now, how do we break up these calories, right? Um, so the first thing I would do is you want to eat between 0.7 and one gram per pound of body weight of protein, right? This is going to help support muscle repair and recovery, especially from our wads where we're doing intense things and going to our absolute maximum a lot of days, right? Um, so protein, protein, it, protein is very, very important for our carbs. You need to make sure you're incorporating enough both on rest days and on higher training intensity days, right? Because we don't want to get to the point where we're eating so little on rest days and then we're overly hungry on those other days or we don't have the fuel we need to actually push in our watts for our workout days, right? And then you have fats, right? Of course, include um, include fats, especially for women to support hormone balance and a lot of fats, you know, that you can incorporate include, you know, nuts and seeds, nut butters, avocados, olive oil to get those fats in, right? And keep in mind that you can kind of split up the fats and carbohydrates pretty evenly. I like more of a, you know, a little bit more of a carbohydrate rich diet, um, but you can find what your your body really works best with, right? Um, Pre-workout, we went over this a little bit, but basically you want to consume two to, you know, two hours to hour and a half, you know, somewhere in that range, um, some carbohydrates and some protein, right? A lot of people aren't doing this and this is really causing you to struggle. Uh, if you're that 5 a.m. or right, 5 a.m. you headed to your box, right? You're like, man, Justin, I can't eat anything in the morning. doesn't work for me. You want to incorporate at least some intro workout carbohydrates, meaning you get the warm up done, you're doing some strength stuff. You want to incorporate some liquid uh, carbohydrates or maybe even a little bit of protein at that time, right? I'm not saying like sit down and eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know, I'm saying like maybe have a little Gatorade, you know, this is going to allow you to push in your workouts a little bit more. Makes a huge, huge difference. And this is intra-workout, right? Additionally, we have our post-workout, right? Um, you want to make sure that you're getting in carbs and protein in, in here as well within 30 minutes. It seems like the nutrient timing, this window of gains, you know, that I've spoken about in this podcast several times and a lot of other uh, podcasts and, and people out there have spoken about as well is not as important as we once thought, but we do think it's more important for women than it is for men, right? So keep in mind that. And so you want to get in protein and carb carbohydrates post-workout as well. Uh, menstrual cycle, uh, nutrition adjustments. So we kind of went over this a little bit, but during your follicular phase, you want to make sure you, you know, you have better carb tolerance. So incorporating a little bit more carbs to help your fuel, your workouts is good. In the luteal phase, we want to focus on more nutrient dense foods to manage the, manage those hunger and those cravings, right? I prefer from meal timing and frequency, which is my next tip make sure you're getting meals in throughout the day. It doesn't need to be six meals. It doesn't need to be, you know, four. It needs to be consistent enough, something you can stay consistent with. What I tell you, it can't be. It can't be, hey, I skipped breakfast and then I had a light lunch uh, of a salad with some chicken on it. That's not going to work. Your cravings and everything's going to be out the roof. You have no satiation. Uh, and so there's no one size fit all approach to meal timing and frequency. You know, some people prefer three meals. Some people prefer smaller five, six meals a day experiment and find out what works best for your energy levels and satiety, right? Also, 
pay attention to your hunger cues, energy levels, performance, right? Even us as coaches here at CBG, you are the expert on your body, not us. Making recommendations based off of people we work with before and all the information we have from you. And we're personalizing it based off of that. And we're holding you accountable to what we have helped people with before reach very similar results that you currently don't have. Building muscle, losing body fat, crushing your wads. That's what we're trying to help you do. But you're the expert on your body. And so paying attention to your hunger cues, energy levels, and performance, and, a, and adjust your nutrition plan as needed, and tell your coach about it. Don't just sit there with a bunch of hunger cues and be like, oh man, I just don't have enough discipline. I'm always hungry. Let your coach know, hey, I'm just super hungry. Like, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because the coach hasn't provided you with the right solutions to get in enough foods that are satiated. Maybe you're in your luteal phase and you're experiencing cravings. These are all things that coaches should know to help you kind of improve better and make sure you make those right decisions during the week, during the weekend, so that you can feel and look your best and confident in your body, right? So this concludes the podcast on how to eat for your menstrual cycle if you're doing four to five watts per week. I hope that this helped you ladies. The cycle guide is still available. Uh, go ahead and DM me the word cycle and I can get that right over to you on IG at CBG underscore online underscore nutrition. And if you're interested in learning more about our program to see if you qualify, uh, we're very selective with who we allow into our program right now because we don't have a lot of spots open, but we do have a few. And so if you're interested, go ahead and DM me the word results or just find a way to reach out to me and we can go from there. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and I'll see you next week.